Here we go. Another episode, Mind Over Matter. Let's get it. That got me fired up. Wow. We're going to do a different intro every single time that we get a new episode rolling. What do y'all think about that? I'll keep it fun. Keep it entertaining. Keep it live. Keep it lit. That's what the kids are saying these days, right? I'm definitely lit. I hope you are. Welcome to another episode of Mind Over Matter. I'm your host, Jimmy. This is my podcast and welcome to the podcast. We have a lot of new viewers. The analytics are trending upwards. I'm really excited to announce that we are officially in the top 250 podcasts worldwide for self-improvement. We are also the number one, yes, number one Mind Over Matter titled podcast on Apple Podcasts. So holy crap, that's cool, right? But that's only because of you. And really quickly, the only plug of the day today, and then we're going to get to the meat and potatoes is this, is this is because of you. I do this for you. And the more people that subscribe to this podcast by taking two seconds out of your day to press subscribe, or the more people that you share this with on your social media, or the more times that you go on an Apple podcast and leave a review, don't forget to do that. Reviews are super important for rising up on the charts. The more people we're going to be able to serve, and that's the goal of this podcast, service-oriented leadership, bettering ourselves for bettering other people. So what do you say we hit the ground running, guys and girls? Let's do it. And today, we're not going to be doing a one-on-one interview. We will be talking about that at the end of this podcast, who's going to be our next guest. But today, it's just going to be me. It's going to be solo dolo talking with you about two questions that two of our listeners have asked. And last week, what I did, I made a post on Instagram and on Facebook I said, hey, guys and girls, if you're listening to this or paying attention, please post here, leave me some questions, and at the end of the day or the end of the 24 hours, I'm going to pick the best questions and I will answer them live here on my podcast. So as promised, this is what we're doing right now. 182 questions were submitted in total, 182. That is a lot, and thank you so much for submitting your questions. If I did not choose yours, please do not get offended. I just think that these two questions in particular can bring up a lot of talking points or discussion points or really make you think and evaluate what this means for you in your life. All right, so question number one, or uno for my Spanish speakers, or ein for my German speakers, or un for my French speakers. That's about the extent of my language speaking abilities. Yeah, I apologize about that. Big fail. Oh, well. Scratch that. Reverse it. First question comes to you from George Tejada of Carrollton, Texas. Yay! And George's question was, how to stay motivated when you are not feeling motivated? Again, how to stay motivated when you are not feeling motivated. Think, 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 think. I got it. Okay, but to start, I think it's warranted to take a quick stop 
and say that this is simply my perspective on all of these questions. This is my opinion. This is my viewpoint. It doesn't make it 100% right. It doesn't mean that you're 100% wrong. Again, just like every podcast, it provides you different perspective. Don't get offended. He told me that. He told me that. That's not right. I get it. You get offended by everything nowadays. Who doesn't, for Christ's sakes? But (laughs) seriously, this is another outlook for you to potentially think about when you're asking yourself these questions to evaluate in your own life. Is that cool? Perfect. All right, Mr. Tejada, back to your question. I apologize about that slight digression. But how to stay motivated when you're not feeling motivated? And this is a wonderful question to pose. And again, I greatly appreciate your submission. And I say that this is a great question to pose because this is something that I struggle with, that you struggle with, that people across the globe struggle with each and every single day that we wake up. Because to me, in my mind, is motivation comes from within. And if you're lacking a strong mind, if you're lacking a strong body, if you're lacking a strong heart, you will not be able to quote unquote unlock that motivation that you possess within, that drive, that mentality, that dedication, that commitment, what you're seeking. You have the key, but you have to know how to unlock it. You have to know how to maneuver and manipulate the key. And the key will work and the door will open when you come to the realization that this is something that you have to work on and improve upon daily. Because if you only want to operate out of convenience, you will crumble and fail and be left behind because the world does not wait for anybody. But what I truly believe in wholeheartedly is that as human beings who live on this earth, I believe that we are motivated in two different ways, and that is intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic versus extrinsic. And intrinsic motivation involves doing something because it's personally rewarding to you. I did this X because of Y. I did this for me because it makes me feel good, as an example. Or extrinsic motivation involves you doing something because you want to please other people. You want to make other people happy or you're doing something for somebody else. That's what I truly believe that human beings are motivated by. And you choose your own path. But that's the beauty of it, is that we are all motivated in different ways and different means. But for me personally, I want to give you an example because I'm somebody who's extrinsically motivated. I do things for others because I love to serve. I believe I was born to serve. But for me personally, I get more joy and satisfaction out of knowing somebody is benefiting from me and my services and the things that I do compared to things that I could gain individually by doing things on my own for myself. But my example for you comes from a recent class that I participated in called Oklahoma Smoke Divers. And really quickly, just want to give a shout out to my 11 other Oklahoma Smoke Diver brothers, a part of class number one, who successfully crossed the finish line at the end of the six days. It was a privilege and an honor to suffer alongside you. We definitely had some fun along the way, learned a couple new things too, to take back to our guys at the station. And I'm really looking forward to connecting with you and seeing you in future classes. 
to all the instructors who were out there from Georgia and Oklahoma who were also smoke divers. I'm sure I can speak on behalf of the class and say we are all greatly appreciative for you and your hard work and your effort and your sacrifice for making class one possible. From all the years that it started up until class number one, even from when class number one started till the end of the six days, all in all, it was an experience that we'll never forget and all of us will cherish for the rest of our lives. So that is all because of you. And we certainly hope to emulate that behavior for future classes in Oklahoma and Georgia and Indiana and future chapters to come. And then lastly, even if you're one of the guys who showed up and participated but did not cross the finish line at the end, I too want to say that I'm proud of you and give you major kudos, and I'm sure a lot of other guys will too, for even showing up. Because there's a lot of guys who are thinking about going through this program but are afraid to put their pride on the line because of fear of what other people think. But for you to be there says a lot about you and your character, and you should not feel defeated whatsoever. If anything, you should feel focused and motivated and ready for future classes whenever you decide to come back because now you have something to work on. And I know you're going to go back. You're going to hammer at home. You're going to work hard. You're going to do whatever it takes. And I look forward to seeing you cross the finish line in Oklahoma, Georgia, Indiana, wherever it is in the future, and you experiencing the highest of highs like the 12 of us did who graduated class number one. But George, I'm sorry, man. But I'm sure you understand that sometimes you just have to stop and give credit where credit is due. And those guys and girls are definitely deserving of the utmost credit. But back to your question, and I have to give one more quick example. I'm tying loose ends, man. I'm going to create a knot and come full circle here really quickly, I promise. But I have eight different Facebook groups that I run online. They're all free, cost nothing to join, and they're all predicated around health, fitness, wellness, and mindset. And across those eight groups, I have an aggregate total of 7,280 people that follow those groups. 7,280. I have another 2,717 friends on Facebook, and then I have another 1,000-plus followers on Instagram across my personal and professional accounts. And by telling you that, all of you listening to this, it's not me trying to flaunt numbers or to be a DB or to seem more important than I am because I am not important at all. I'm not significant at all. I don't have a blue check next to my name. And side note, if you're somebody that does have a blue check next to your name, you're not more important than the person next to you. Just remember that. And I give you those analytics because during Smoke Divers, there were many times that I wanted to quit. There were many times that I wanted to give up and just go home. There were many times I thought and second-guessed myself, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to make it through this evolution. There were many times that I was tested to my limit and pushed to my limit, both physically and mentally. But in those moments of time where I wanted to quit and I wanted to give up and I wanted to go home, I thought of you, the podcast listener. I thought of you, the social media follower. And I thought about all the people who have followed me across the years dealing with my fitness posts and my motivational posts. And I thought, who the heck am I to give you advice about a strong mind and a strong body if I don't embody it and live it myself? Who the heck am I to try to set an example when I'm not leading by example. I thought about my career as a young firefighter. And if I quit and I gave up, what kind of tone is that setting for the rest of my career? I thought about my brothers at work and how would they view a quitter? Would they be able to trust me on the fire ground or an EMS scene? I thought about my mom and my dad who have from day one since the day I was born instilled in me the values of a strong mind and a strong body. So what kind of thanks would I be giving them if I went home and walked home and packed my bags? 
So George, tying the knot coming full circle in a long-winded response. Sometimes when you're in those moments of stress and anxiety and you're feeling a lack of motivation, you'll find a new wind and a new energy when you think about people that rely on you. When you think about your kids, when you think about your family, when you think about your friends, when you think about others, when you put others first and you consider yourself last. And our second and last question comes from Dreek Humphrey of Birmingham, Alabama. Dreek is also a former teammate of mine for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Woo pig suey. Whether you like him or not. Best team in the SEC. <laughs> but what's up, Dreek? Hope I got a good answer for you and the fans out there, man. And Dreek had a pretty awesome question. A really good question. And his question was, how to shift your mindset from good to great? How to shift your mindset from good to great? And the answer is really simple, even though it's a really good question. Is if you want to shift your mindset from good to great, you have to be willing to sacrifice your pride and challenge yourself. And let me say that again and reiterate and stress this and raise my voice. You have to sacrifice your pride and challenge yourself. So I'm going to use myself as an example again in my experience at Smoke Divers again. Even though some of you are like, dude, give it a rest. All you do is talk about Smoke Divers. You would understand if you went through it. But my example for you pertaining to this question of how to shift your mindset from good to great is this. I'm a young firefighter in my career. I feel good about pulling a hose line and putting a fire out. I feel good about my basic skills. I feel good about my capabilities as an EMS provider. I feel good about my occupation in general. But in that moment of time before I decided to go to smoke divers, I did not feel great. I didn't feel as confident as I need to be as a first responder. And I'm not afraid to admit that. So there'd be some times I come into work at shift change, start checking off the rig, depending upon what apparatus I'm on that day, have my checkoff sheet, start checking off the boxes. Oh, this is here. That's here. looks good to me, but I wouldn't put my hands on it. Just be like, oh, if you didn't pass it on, there's probably nothing wrong with it. I was never the one to take initiative for training. I never said, hey, let's go out in the bay and do this. Let's learn this. Let's pull a hose line today. Or let's go work out. Let's do this. Let's do this type of PT. Or let's do some EMS training. Let's learn about this new directive that came out from our medical director. And lastly, I was never the person to attend outside trainings. Attending smoke divers was the very first, let me say that again, the very first outside training that I've ever attended at the department. But in order to give you a real concrete, real world, real world example, I have to expose myself to make this hit home for all of you listening to this. And it hurts. It sucks. But I knew that in that moment of time, especially as a young firefighter, to create those habits early was horrible. It was toxic. It was bad. It could get people killed. And I knew that had to change. That had to change right here, right now. And I needed to do something about that. And I said, "Let's go to smoke divers and let's change my mentality." towards the entire dynamic of what it means to be a first responder. 
And after I attended Smoke Divers and then eventually successfully completed the program, it almost rejuvenated me in a sense. It revitalized me. It revamped me and gave me a new energy that I did not possess before I went to Smoke Divers because it opened my eyes to the severity of the job, the importance of the job, and the demon that I was becoming, the hindrance I was becoming. And ever since that point in time that I graduated and came back, I've found the energy and made it of importance to do a thorough checkoff, to not just look at the checkoff list or to trust the guy that gave me a pass on, but to give my, get my hands on that piece of equipment that I'm going to be operating that day. I've found the energy to make training of importance. You know, obviously with all the pandemic stuff going on right now, you can't do too much hands-on training and everything's kind of shut down. But even in the meantime, not finding an excuse to not train, but to learn about building construction, getting to work early, learning about building construction, learning about flow path, learning about fire ground operations so that I can be better for the guys that I serve on shift and the citizens that I serve. I found energy to start to attend outside trainings when all of this COVID stuff goes away again. Because now I'm looking forward to being able to serve future candidates for future smoke diver classes. I'm looking forward to seeing my fellow smoke divers at trainings to push each other and to challenge each other, to learn more things for the guys that we're going to be on shift with, to help them, to help everybody serve the citizens, to serve the people, because that's why we're here as first responders. Going to smoke divers saved my career because it was a challenge that I needed. It was a wake-up call that I needed. And if it does not challenge you, it will not change you. And I hope out of all of that that you're listening to, that you listen to that in particular, if it does not challenge you, it will not change you. And complacency kills. And I do not want to see any of you become complacent in your life. So my man, Dreek, and all the rest of you out there listening to this, I genuinely believe that there are a lot of good people in the world. But the world does not need more good people. The world needs more great people. The leaders, not the followers. The people that set the example. And we set the example by swallowing our pride, by sacrificing our pride, and evolving, by learning, by growing, by bettering ourselves each and every single day so that we're that much better for other people. So guys and girls, that concludes this podcast episode. And I know it was a little bit long-winded, about a 20-minuter, but I hope it provided you some value today that you can apply to your life. And if anything, if it wasn't that, I hope it can provide you a different perspective when you're asking yourself these questions. And as difficult as times are right now with COVID-19, times like these are also a blessing when you have times to kind of take a step back to relax and to reevaluate and reassess your life. Because being very blunt and very honest, we all have holes in our lives. But when you have times like this to ask yourself difficult questions and to find meaning and purpose in your life, the more time you have to plug those holes. So when things get back to normal and the world goes back to normal operating standards and functions, you are equipped, you have the tools, you have the ammunition to come back even stronger and better than you were before. And remember, it's not about you, it's being better for others. So again, 
Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for listening. It would mean a great deal to me if you share this podcast, if you subscribe to this podcast, if you click a five-star rating, if you leave a review, if you support this because you're not only supporting me, but you're supporting this platform and for people we have on in future interviews, it supports them tremendously and gives them a bigger platform so their voice can be heard to make a difference in the lives of others. Lastly, as promised, I'm going to relay to you a few of our upcoming guests on my podcast. I have three right now that I've been talking to, and at least to my knowledge, all three have confirmed. Time-wise, I don't have that for you yet. I'll make sure to announce that. But on the docket is Captain Jeff White from Frisco Fire Department. I have Keegan Brewer from Frisco Fire Department. Keegan is also the young lad that you saw from University of North Texas all over ESPN by doing that fake punt against my Arkansas Razorbacks. I don't know if I forgive him for that one yet, but that's who Keegan is. He'll be on second. And then I have the one and only Captain America, Chase Ingram of CrossFit Big D. He's also the voice with Bill Grundler of the CrossFit Games. He's been on the scene for a long time. He's a very big figure in the CrossFit arena, and I'm looking forward to having him on, just like Captain White and Keegan. So those are our next three guests that you can expect to see on our show. I'll make more announcements on times and dates for that. But I bid you adieu. Have a wonderful night, and I appreciate your support. Thank you.